But what we've actually found is that you don't have to sacrifice returns to do biblically responsible investing right. And you can actually do it for a low cost and still have a high impact. Welcome to Getting Money Right, a show dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom through education and inspiration so that you can be free to pursue your true life's purpose. We're your hosts, David Thompson and Leo Sabo, and in this episode of Getting Money Right, we're going to be talking about biblically responsible investing. And in order to do this really well, we wanted to bring in an expert on the subject. And one of the best people that I know of in this field is David Sandu. He's an advisor at Wise Wealth, which is an independent registered investment advisory firm. Now, I love this. He serves his clients as a fee-based financial advisor, which allows him to be a true fiduciary and put his clients' needs first. And I love that David is a true fiduciary. His heart is that of a teacher. It's somebody to serve and advise clients. He teaches stewardship classes. He teaches in his church and in other community churches. What I love about David is that he truly wants to make sure that his clients' finances are being put first, not his firm's finances, not his personal finances. He's going to be looking to serve people with the best product or the best area so that their finances grow over time. David's got his bachelor's degree from the University of Washington. He went on then and got his advisory representative license. I know how involved he is at his local church. He leads business groups, uh, men's groups, and personally, my favorite, he loves to play volleyball for fun, which is also a huge passion point for me. So David, I know that biblically responsible investing is extremely important to you. I know that you love teaching people and sharing this subject. So before we jump into that, will you share a little bit about your family and your background, and then we'll talk more about BRI. Yeah, well, thank you, uh, David and Leo, for having me on the show today. I grew up in Houston and uh, went to the University of Washington in Seattle for my bachelor's degree and then uh, traveled all over the world, actually, uh, working on different engineering projects and uh, ended up meeting my wife, who uh, was in the Army, and she was an officer. And uh, after we met, we got married and moved to the Waco area, and uh, where I worked for a rocket company. And then uh, my wife got a position at a defense company here in Fort Worth, and that's what brought us to Fort Worth about two and a half years ago. Well, it's a pleasure having you on, David. So first of all, let's talk about what, what is the real problem, and then what is BRI, and why does it really matter? And then can we individually have an impact by the way we invest? And then last, how do we join the BRI movement? So let's start with the number one. What is the problem? Yeah, sure. This is um, this actually ties into my personal story uh, in biblically responsible investing. About five years ago, Hobby Lobby went to the Supreme Court because of uh, former President Obama's mandate uh, to provide health care um, to all employees. And there were a couple of drugs that companies had to provide to their employees through their health care plan. And a few of those were abortion-causing drugs, and Hobby Lobby did not want to support uh, that mandate. So um, you probably remember this in the news, but they went to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court ruled in Hobby Lobby's favor that said that they did not have to provide those drugs to their employees. And right after they won, it came out in the news that Hobby Lobby actually owned over $70 million worth of those drugs inside of their 401k plan. And so it led me down this journey of helping me understand do I actually know what's in my portfolio? Do I care if I'm invested in things that conflict with my values? And does God care? If God owns it all, even my investments, then 
do I have a responsibility in my investments to steward them properly? And so that's really the problem. Many Christians are shocked to discover that they're actually invested in things that they would never want to be involved in, like abortion, pornography, and other immoral business practices in their 401k, their IRA, their mutual funds, and other investments. And it really comes down to essentially profiting from and supporting those immoral and unbiblical practices through our investments. Because as an investor, we are actually part owners of that company, and stock in that company represents ownership right. that we have. Right. I love that, David. I don't think that most of us realize that we are voting with our dollars. That's that every right. time that we go to purchase a product or when we buy an investment, we've essentially voted and said, I endorse or support this company. Uh, so when I go and I shop somewhere, it's a little tricky because you can get into the weeds on this. And I don't necessarily think that we need to get into the weeds, but we need to be generally aware that if there are two pizza places in town, and in one, the owner constantly feeds profits to something that I really don't believe in, and the other one, the owner constantly sends his profits to things I do believe in, I'm going to vote by buying from the pizza place that serves people well and sends dollars to things that I believe in. So uh, I, I think that serving people with a great product is wonderful. I think that that we should you know honor companies that come out with the best products and serve people really well with those products. But I think that as Christians and as leaders in this space, we need to understand that every time we purchase something, we're voting. And so I've had people that say, well, I, you know, I thought that I, I would just go and just buy this because I wanted it, but I didn't realize that where the money was going down the road, 10% of my purchase went to go fund um, Planned Parenthood or went to go fund uh, the production of films that I don't believe in. And so it is, it is okay. Mm -hmm to stop spending money somewhere that you truly don't believe in what they're going to do with the funds. And it's the exact same when you go to buy stock in a company, just like you said, because I'm becoming a part owner. And if I buy into a company and I buy into funds that are then using that money to grow a company that then supports things I don't believe in, that's a scary, that's a scary thing, especially when I have been called to steward the resources that belong to God. How am I going to steward those in a way that honors God? That's right. And one of the biggest ways to bring it home really is if you think about, like, if you came to me and said, David, you know, I need $10,000 to finance this company and I'll let you be part owner of the company. Well, if you were producing pornography, I would not want to be invested in that company. Uh, but what we don't really think about is that the companies that we actually own in our portfolio are actually doing some of those egregious activities. And so, for example, like, I would never donate money to Planned Parenthood personally, but at the same time, I may own a company that makes abortion drugs. And so if you think about it, every time an abortion happens and that drug is used, then I'm profiting from that abortion, which I would never want to be in that position because I would never want to vote with my dollars in that manner. Right. Right. Now let's talk about what BRI really is and why does it matter? Because I remember when my first was introduced to BRI, there was a very limited amount of investments. And I remember that the biggest concern for me was, well, no, I don't want to support anything that's either illegal or immoral, but at the same time, I don't want to invest something that's not going to make a decent profit. So there's a balance here between, is, is this BRI something that I can do where it's both low cost, where I'm not going to pay a premium by investing in these companies that are doing the right thing, but at the same time, can I expect to make a decent profit? 
because I think that's a big concern for all of us. We don't want to just invest in something that's not doing anything wrong, but then in the end, not make any money either. It's got to be a responsible way of investing, which is to produce some form of profit. Right. And and one of the scriptures I remember when I was studying this for myself uh, was Proverbs uh, sixteen eight, which says that better is a little with righteousness than great revenues with injustice. Mm. And that when I read that, I thought, okay, so I'm I have to take a hit in my portfolio in order to do what's right. Hmm. But what we've actually found is that you don't have to sacrifice returns to do biblically responsible investing right. Right. And you can actually do it for a low cost and still have a high impact. So biblically responsible investing is really a movement of Christian investors that are aligning their investment dollars and their decisions with biblical values. And really, that's just to honor God as an act of worship, and we believe that to be a good steward of the money we have, we want to take that stewardship responsibility into our investments. Uh, There's a scripture, 1 Corinthians 10.31, that says, So whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. So what that means to me is that whether I'm eating, I'm drinking, I'm playing with my kids, or whether I'm investing, it means that there's a way that I can actually do that to the glory of God. Mm. So biblically responsible investing is simply a way for believers to align their values with their investments, or as as I like to say, put their money where their morals are. And we do that in a, in a couple of different ways. One is to uh, to negative screen. And so negative screening means that we just remove companies in our portfolio that are uh, involved in things like abortion, pornography, substance abuse, human rights violations, and just don't operate in a biblical manner. And the second part is is positive screening. So we, we want to look for companies that are following the love thy neighbor philosophy, right? Doing good in the community. And we believe that when we find companies that are, are just doing what's right, in the way of the Lord, that they are actually producing great returns. Yeah, that's good. And I, and I love the fact that this is not just about Christians doing the right thing. I think this is something that's a moral issue. Uh, I know I have a lot of friends that are not Christians, and I know that when, when we talk about these topics of pornography, abortion, all these things, they feel just as strong about these as, as I do as a Christian. And I think it's not just for Christians alone to look at this and say, do we want to support a company that's doing the right thing, or do we want a company that's supporting the wrong thing? So I believe that BRI really affects more than just Christians, although obviously this is where it started. But I think many people would want to know more about this because maybe they've never really thought about, is my investing supporting things that I would never want to support, whether they're believers or not? It's a moral issue, not so much a Christian issue. And I think that's important to to just emphasize that there are people out there that um, that do not know about BRI, and hopefully this will bring some of that into their focus and maybe give them some tools that they can move in that direction with their own investments. Right, and one of the things I think that's um, really touching for people is that we can actually show them what they're invested in mm. and what and how the impact of their dollars are actually doing for the kingdom of God versus oh, the good. kingdom of darkness. Yeah. And uh, there's a scripture in Matthew 5 that talks about you know us being basically salt and light of the earth. And what that means to me is that we are to be you know the salt of the earth, which is the preserving agent uh, of our culture, not letting the darkness of the world you know kind of encompass the world, but to preserve what is right and true and holy in the world. And then also light, which means that we're exposing the darkness and bringing light to what companies are actually involved in. Because for a lot of people and companies and and investors, they just simply do not know. 
And I think as more people understand what they're actually invested in and what their dollars are doing, they will become more aware, which will then lead them to understanding that they can actually make a difference. And it just increases the awareness and the resources of good companies that are being good stewards, not only to their employees, but to their customers, to their shareholders. And, and we just believe that you don't have to sacrifice the returns you know, to your stockholders by being involved in, in things that don't align with your values. So BRI gives believers a voice in a couple of different ways, but one of the ways we've seen it most used effectively is where it hits companies the most, which is their bottom line. And so this actually happened uh, not too long ago, but Costco funded a gay pride parade which doesn't align with a biblical worldview. And so members of Christian Wealth Management went to the board of Costco and said, look, Costco, we have money invested with you, and we represent a lot of Christian investors, and we want our values to be reflected in the way that you operate your company. And it had a it had a huge impact because we said, basically, if you don't change the way you're operating your company, we're going to pull our money out. And it didn't take long before they realized, like, no, we don't want to lose investors in our company because of this issue. And so they said, basically, you won't see us do this ever again. And I think that's where really the rubber meets the road. I mean, there are things that you can do, but picketing on the side of the road will only accomplish so much. Where companies really care is where it touches their bottom line. And if they see that they're losing investors and they're losing money uh, in their stock, then they will start to lend their ear to the Christian investor. Yeah, I think you hit on a very important topic here, because I think most of us take this view that if a company like Disney or whatever company is somehow supporting some kind of a lifestyle that we don't, and it's not, a, as you said, a Christian worldview, we automatically assume that this is how this company believes and this is what they want to do. But I think sometimes, you know, we, we kind of personalize companies as people, but they're just companies. And you're right. What they care about most is their profit, the bottom line, meeting that expectation of the investors and making sure that their stock continues to rise and that they're making a profit for their investors. And I think sometimes they line up with different organizations and different movements in order to just get their brand out there. And I think it's just as important for us as believers with our own, not agenda, but our beliefs to say, hey, we're not going to support that. And we want you to know that we won't support that, not by picketing in front of you, but just to say, if you're going to do this, we're just not going to be involved. At the end of the day, I think most companies would change their policies, would change what they do, and they would not support things that we don't believe in if we made it known why we choose not to do that, and if we let our dollars speak more than our words. That's exactly right, and and I've had this conversation with a lot of different investors, right, that have said, I don't want to shop at Target, for example, but what they don't realize is they they actually own Target stock in their portfolio. So mm-hmm. it's kind of the same, right, backhanded um, dilemma of, well, I don't want to support that company, but they don't realize they're actually supporting that company right, right. Uh, through their portfolio. So we're just trying to bring light uh, to that situation. Yeah, when you think through the lens of a Christian biblical worldview, the first point, and we've talked a little bit about this before, but is that God owns everything and that we're managers of what he's entrusted to us. And if we're going to manage well, uh, a lot of Christians will talk about returning the first 10% to the Lord's house and tithing and bringing the first 10%. But it's really funny that as we grow our wealth over time through investments and through good business and serving people in the marketplace, as those investments grow, some of the money that we are going to increase and then take some of that money and take it back to the Lord's house and honor God with that money some of that will have come from our investments. 
And the Bible, and this is Old Testament, so it's a little strong, but the Bible actually says, you shall not bring the wages of a prostitute to the Lord's house, for this is an abomination. So it, the, here's the idea. Let's say that I'm a Christian and I and I actively give to the Lord by taking it back to my local church, by taking it to his house, and I give the first 10% of my income, but some of my income comes from investments that were invested in companies that produce maybe not even pornographic films, but films that are, I, I don't even know what the rating would be, but like Mature or NC-17 or Rated R and include scenes that are very specifically things I wouldn't watch in my own home, yet here I am profiting from this company that's created this film, and then now I'm bringing that profit to God's house. That's a pretty serious thing. Hmm. It, it's kind of a, a totally, it's a big dynamic. Now, I do want to encourage, you know, there's grace. So, so God's not expecting us to have all knowledge of every single company, of every single issue, but what he is expecting is that we would be good stewards and that we would be faithful and that we would manage well. And that if we are aware of something that doesn't fit with a biblical worldview, that we would take a step back and say, okay, how can I fix this? And that's why I love the screening methods that you have, David, in your portfolios to go through and screen a company and say, okay, what is this company invested in? What, you know, what, what types of things do I need to be aware of and do I need to be cautious of? Uh, and, and there's a few really big ones. I mean, there's obviously abortion, uh, there's pornography, but there's also issues with tobacco and gambling and human rights. And there's things with lifestyle issues, companies that would push a certain lifestyle that, like you said, if Christians are called to be salt and light and preserve morality on the earth and pull the earth closer and closer and back to God's original design. But there are companies that are creating videos and content that pushes a lifestyle outside of that. There, there are films, there are, there are shows that I will not watch. And, uh, you know, it's not going to be in my home at any point in time. Why would I then allow my investment to be in something that sends out money to these companies. And, and it's tough because it, it traditionally what Leo and I recommend is that you would buy mutual funds and that you would buy something like an index fund like the S&P 500 where you would own 500 plus companies that are bought by a list, an index that just goes through and it purchases these companies that's already made and it's very low cost and it's very traditional and it allows you to get a good rate of return over a long period of time. We've talked about this in episode 11, 12, 13, and then we talked about real estate investing in episode 14. But what's really cool is that you can take this screening mechanism you can look at the S&P 500, or you can look at any one of the companies that we do and say, hey, look at this mutual fund. You can look at that and say, hey, let's, if there's 500 companies here in this S&P 500 list, let's actually screen out the 130 that really don't line up with our values, but you're still getting huge diversification. I'm making that number up, but let's, right. let's just assume it's 370 companies that are left you're still getting huge diversification. You're still buying off of a list. And so you're getting to purchase something at a low cost, but it's screened out the things that you don't believe in. That's that's really good stewardship. So I know we haven't even jumped to that section yet, but, but I, I want you to know as you're listening to this, there are options mm -hmm. and there are ways to do this. So David, if you'll break down just a little bit of that, you know, what are some of the, the screening things that you screen for? What are some of the funds that you're looking at? And really, can I have an impact? And right. I love what you said. In the world of hedge funds and mutual funds and big investors, 
there are companies that are out there that their whole job is to gather tons and tons of money to invest on behalf of thousands of investors. That's what a mutual fund is. We mutually funded this huge investment pool. And now there's a manager who's going to go buy investments. So you may personally think, I, I don't have a big impact if I pick it outside of Target. But what if you and 10,000 other Christians all pool your money and there's a manager who goes to Target and says, listen, we're going to pull all of our investment out. And that could represent $100 million. That could represent half a billion dollars. So I'm, I'm, giving, I'm painting the picture here for the audience. But David, will you kind of hit this home with, can I have an impact? And what are some of the things that you're screening for? And what does that look like? Yeah, so the, the answer is, yes, you can have an impact. And people think, because my portfolio is so small, that I can't have a difference. But what we see is that when 50,000 here, 100,000 here, 500,000 here, a million here, it all becomes collective. Each individual part builds the body. And it's almost like a church. You come together, you bring the resources in, and then the church can you know, do good in the community. We're doing the same thing. It's like investors coming together and making their voice be heard and say, these are the issues that we don't want to support because they don't line up with the Word of God. And that's really... You know, all of these issues come out of the truth framework that we live our lives by, which is the Bible. And someone that doesn't have a biblical frame of reference may not value some of the same things that someone like a Christian would. And so when someone that has a biblical worldview, that has the truth framework of the Bible, and that's their foundation, if when we all come together, we can actually have a huge impact, like the story I told you about Costco. And and actually, there's another company that we are actively engaging right now, Under Armour. They uh, sponsored a campaign with Athlete Ally, which is a, a, a gay pride kind of uh, function. And we're engaging with them. And, you know, we haven't had great success, but we are still, you know, trying to engage with them and uh, have that impact on them. But we've, we've had multiple success stories, and there's still companies that we're working on. But as people understand that my part is to uh, to do biblically responsible investing right, then the movement will continue to grow. Yeah, that's I agree with you, David. Uh, so let's talk about how do I invest biblically responsible? How do how do I know personally what's in my portfolio? Yeah, so biblically responsible investing uh, is it really starts in the heart. And if this is convicting to you, and you say, you know, God, I want to be a good steward of the resources I have. The first step is simply to know what's in your portfolio. Mm. And so to your point, uh, there's there's tools that we have that we use. Uh, that's what we call an impact analysis report that people can send us what's, what's in their portfolio and the amounts, and we can actually produce a report that shows them what they're engaged in, the activities, the negative, uh, the negative activities, the positive activities, and then some of the financial data like the expenses and per- performance comparison. And then also we show something that's a little bit different, but a hypothetical impact of what their investment could actually do. One of the fund managers that we use in our portfolio actually donates 50% of their profits to worthy causes, such as uh, digging wells, Mm -hmm. uh, printing Bibles and shipping them all over the world. I mean, caring for the poor, giving to the needy. So we show them the impact their portfolio can make in the positive light as well. So in the impact analysis report, we actually can show people um, how much their portfolio is invested in the negative companies, basically the percentages involved in abortion, pornography, human rights violations, substance abuse, uh, LGBT activism, things like that. So we actually go into detail on uh, how their portfolio is structured and what the causes they're supporting. 
and uh, you know it shows the percentage of e- of each offense uh, basically that they're invested in that doesn't align with their values. That's great, David. I- I've done this personally, and I've actually gone through and had my portfolio screened, and I was blown away mm-hmm. by the amount. It's not it's not the whole thing, but by the amount of impact that my investments are having, um, either for good or for bad. <laughs> and so when I looked at it, I've got actually a printout here. Um, and a, a lot of what Ashley and I have done in the past revolves around the S&P 500 low cost index funds, uh, a broad diversification of investments. And so as I go through and I'm looking right now at a screening of the S&P 500, and I'm seeing that there's, you know, like a 25% portion of that that really touches on companies that support abortion Mm -hmm. or support will send money through charity or through promotion or advertising uh, or just giving money to things like Planned Parenthood or to legislation Mm -hmm. that would be opposite of legislation I would approve of. Mm -hmm. So they would be pushing for full-term abortions, late-term abortions, uh, the ability to take drugs that would kill a baby after 30 weeks after. I mean, to me, it's at the beginning, but but it's just unbelievable. These companies are actively sending money to legislation or sending money to purchase drugs for companies that give away drugs for free to people that want to have abortions or charge very little. Um, So so I'm looking right now at this and I'm seeing abortion. I'm seeing 20% of an impact on entertainment. I'm seeing 60% of an impact on lifestyle. I'm seeing pornography in here, um, human rights, just violations that I think, I don't even know how that's legal. It's almost like human slavery. It's, there's pieces to this where I'm like, how could a company even support that? And sometimes they don't realize. And like Leo said, sometimes they think that by supporting something, they're gaining favor with a large group of people. And what we have the opportunity to do is say, no, on the other side of this, there is a huge percentage of people in the United States that would identify as Christian. And whether or not they perfectly live their life as Christians, uh, you know, that's for another debate. But here they would identify as Christian. And if we can rally that all together and we can say, look, we've got 60 million people that will actively push against your company or will make sure their money doesn't go to your company then all of a sudden that company shifts the way it advertises and it shifts the way that it does products because it actually wants to make more money and it wants to cater to the huge Christian audience that we have. And so uh, I'm seeing stuff on here, just a little bit on tobacco, a little bit on uh, uh, alcohol abuse issues, uh, gambling, but I was blown away. And I'm looking at some of the top companies that I've invested in, you know, in the past for years. And I was just surprised. I was just surprised. So I would recommend anybody listening to go through and do do one of these moral audits on your personal investments. um, And then that you would go and look at some of these funds and the low cost funds that you can invest in and see what's being screened out and see the cool things that are being invested in. Uh, I know David Green from Hobby Lobby, the guy that founded and created Hobby Lobby. I, I shook hands with him. I spent a day with him. And his heart is amazing. And he's created the Bible Museum. His son did. But, you know, like with funds from Hobby Lobby, they give over 50% of their profits to biblical causes around the world. Like you said, to, to build water wells, to do Bible translations, to build the Bible Museum. Uh, imagine if your money... Now, when I think about... I used to think, you know, I go to Hobby Lobby. Man, I don't want to, you know, this is a little bit expensive. I want to buy this, this, and this. My wife would take me. I'm like, okay, that's beautiful. Now, when I go to Hobby Lobby, I realize that 50% of the profits that come out of that transaction 
are going to go to support biblical causes around the world, I feel a lot more comfortable shopping there. I, mm. Same with Chick-fil-A. Like, I feel really comfortable buying lunch at Chick-fil-A because I know that the profits are not just going to somebody's bottom line, not, not somebody just growing somebody's personal wealth. It's actually turning around, and that person has a biblical worldview where they are making sure that the prophets actually go to serve people around the world and help people around the world. So I just want to encourage anybody that's listening, go have this screening done on your personal portfolio, and then look at the options that are out there, uh, and then start to make some decisions. Yeah, the rise of these low-cost index funds have really um, changed the landscape of investing for, for many investors especially DIY investors that are looking for low-cost options to invest and get returns in the market. Um, and, and one of the things that we've seen is that people divorce the idea of the companies that I own versus I'm just invested in the stock market as it is some sort of, you know, just machine that pumps out returns. Whereas we're trying to show people like you should actually be invested in companies that you're actually proud to own mm. and that you would be comfortable telling you know, a neighbor, what what that what the company you're owning is doing, as if you actually own the company because you do. Right, right. That's very true. Now, David, you have some uh, research that that you've brought with you uh, that proves that BRI is just as profitable, just as uh, the the return is just as good when you are investing in biblically responsible uh, investments as you would in any other type of investment. So, would you share some of that? Sure. So, uh, Morningstar did a uh, research study and found that sustainable investing, which is the umbrella that biblically responsible investing falls under, uh, sustainable investing research suggested that no performance penalty, meaning that biblically responsible investing investors should not expect any performance penalty for being involved in a biblically responsible investing portfolio. Meaning they can make just as much from these investments as they would from a broad index market or anything like that. Exactly. And then Biola University did a study. The results of the study found that the biblical investing methodology of security selection resulted in an annualized outperformance compared to the non-screen benchmark, meaning that when they when they ran the case study, they actually found that biblically responsible investing actually outperformed mm. the, the non-screen benchmark. Wow, that's good. All right, so David, you've got here a list of great resources for people that can begin to do it yourself on a few of these things, a little bit of DIY, and then they can engage for more professional services if they want. What are some of the easy things that we can do ourselves? What are the websites that we would go to? Where would you tell someone to start this? And then where would you send them next? Sure. So if you agree that BRI is the solution and that you want to do biblically responsible investing right, the first thing you can do is if you already have a financial planner or advisor, you can start working with them, start the conversation of, you know, I want to do biblically responsible investing. You can share this podcast or other resources with them that will be in the show notes and uh, have that conversation and see if they're open to uh, helping you along this BRI journey. If you don't have an advisor, you can send me an email. Uh, my email is just david at wisewealth.com, and we can talk more about your options. And then for people that are of the more of the DIY mindset and just like to do it themselves, uh, we have a tool. It's called Inspire Insight, and you can visit that tool by going to inspireinsight.com. You can actually type in the company by ticker, mutual fund, ETF, or individual stock. It will show you the activities that the company is involved and engaged in and what your dollars are supporting when you invest with that company. We also have a robo-advisor that we built, and you can access that by going to brightportfolios.com. 
If someone says, I don't necessarily want a financial plan, although we believe everyone should have a financial plan, but want to do the investing portion themselves, you can visit brightportfolios.com. You can open an account right there. It will take you through a risk profile and questionnaire, and you can start investing biblically responsible on your own. This is great. Okay, so right now I'm on the website, Inspire Investing. And once you create an account, you can go in and put your own companies, the things that you invest in, and you can see how good they're doing, what they are screened for, what are the issues. So go to inspireinvesting.com. We'll have that in the show notes. And then the other website is brightportfolios.com. And again, that'll take you through a login process where you can begin to see some low-cost index funds that will allow you to be in biblically responsible investments for the long term. So again, that'll be in the show notes. Leo's uploading those now. Uh, But we just wanted to say thank you for joining us. Uh, David, this has been awesome. It's so great to hear a little bit of the problem, a little bit of the solution, how we can have an impact. Uh, This has just been really helpful. Thank you so much for being here, David. Thank you. The BRI movement is, is really spreading like wildfire as Christians everywhere really are discovering the impact that they can have while they invest for the glory of God and make a kingdom impact with their investment decisions. And if listeners want a free guide to biblically responsible investing, they can simply go to wisewealthtx.com and they can download a free guide to kind of help them walk through some of this information that we've talked about today. That's great, David. If anybody wants to reach out to you, they can just email David at wisewealth.com or jump on wisewealth and check out your portfolio and your background as well. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me here today. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Thank you for for taking the time to be with us, David. And thank you, our audience, for joining us for this episode. If you enjoyed it, please rate, review our podcast. And we would love for you to go to iTunes and help us reach that 150 review mark. That way, more people will learn about getting money right and be able to be helped through this podcast. We'd love for you to help us reach that milestone. You could also share this podcast on your favorite social media platform. And while you're there, please engage us, find and follow us, and help us learn more about how we can serve you, our audience. If you have questions or just content you want to hear more about, please either drop us a note through the website at leosabo.com, or you can just engage us on uh, Facebook or Instagram and let us know how we can serve you. Well, we look forward to having you join us next time so that together we can keep getting money right. One of the things that we've seen is that people divorce the idea of the companies that I own versus I'm just invested in the stock market as it is some sort of, you know, just machine that pumps out returns. Whereas we're trying to show people like you should actually be invested in companies that you're actually proud to own. Mm